Welcome, I'm Anastasia Glova bringing you the Cato Daily Podcast. Full and edited versions of our podcasts are available on our website at www.cato.org. In last week's election, conservatives in Kansas ceded control over the Board of Education to moderates in a 6-4 victory. That means the school board will likely soon adopt evolution-friendly education standards. But the battle with those who believe that creationism should be taught in public schools is not over. In today's podcast, education policy analyst Neil McCluskey proposes a solution in which everyone wins. Will Kansas ever settle its creationism versus evolution debate in its public schools? You know, I can't predict the future with absolute accuracy, but at least at the rate they're going, there's no reason to believe that the people of Kansas can ever settle their dispute over whether or not you should be allowed to teach intelligent design or creationism in their public schools in the given system. The only way they're going to be able to do that, I think, is through school choice. How are vouchers going to help settle that debate? What vouchers do is they allow people, individuals, to take what is considered their public education dollar, essentially, money that would be spent on their kids, and let them choose the school that provides an education that comports with the parents' values. So what it does is you're still providing public education because the public is ensuring that people, that children can get educated, but they're allowing the parents to make the decision. And the great thing about this is Parents don't have to fight anymore about, well, what's going to be taught in this school because we all have to pay for these schools, and so only one thing can be taught in the one system, so we better fight it out to see who wins. This says, oh, let's stop fighting, and let's let parents take charge of their own kids. I should also say, though, that vouchers aren't the only way to fix this. A lot of people just they say, well, school choice means vouchers. You can also do this through a tax credit program or something like that, which has the added benefit of, No taxpayer even has to pay for your voucher to go to a school they don't like. So there's absolutely no coercion, and that's the key. Get the coercion out of education. Matt Iglesias makes the excellent point on his blog that children are going to be coerced by their parents anyway into learning what their parents want them to. So he argues that it's better children be coerced into learning correct science than incorrect science. Shouldn't there be an official nationwide consensus against bad science in all schools? It sounds like a nice idea that, well, we all know what objectively good science is, and we all know what the truth is, so why don't we teach that to everybody? I mean, shouldn't the society have the responsibility to make sure kids learn what's right? But the problem is people don't agree what's right. I mean, science is supposed to be driven by the idea that we should be skeptical of everything and you have to keep proving it and new ideas come up to challenge it. So science itself inherently is not just an established set of facts and figures that can't be contested. And then you consider all the things that go beyond just facts and figures you may or may not be able to poke holes on. I mean, there's so many issues where there is no one set answer. I mean, there's so many values that we bring to education. What should you teach in your history classes? Is it important to know uh, what happened in all the wars? Or is it important to know the background of different ethnic groups in the schools? And some ethnic groups might want to learn their background, but it might not be important for everyone else. And so there is no such thing, really, when you think about it, as objective right and wrong. The fact of the matter is the consensus about right and wrong isn't always right. And we need to think back to, if you are in favor of teaching evolution, think back to the Scopes Monkey Trial in 1925 when it was creationism that the consensus believed that was right and the evolutionists were the nuts. Aren't you talking about the kind of specialization that should occur during college learning at universities? Shouldn't there be a baseline of facts that all children learn? 
Well, again, it would be nice to have a baseline of facts, except nobody can agree on the baseline of facts. Yes, we all think that kids should learn math and reading. And what there probably should be is some sort of system in which society makes sure that kids are learning basic math and reading so that they can then go find the facts for themselves and read all the debates that surround everything almost everything that we teach in our other classes. I mean, right down to what you'd start learning in third or fourth grade history about different civilizations. Well, if you ask different people about what you're learning, they're going to have thousands of different takes on it. So there really is no objective knowledge that we can all agree on. And so we need to then say, rather than fighting about this, let's let parents who, for the vast majority, have the best interests of their children at, at heart and in mind, let them make the decision. Can parents make such informed decisions about what they want their children to learn in school? I mean, some of them are busy working two or three jobs, and they can't take such an active interest in education. Well, the nice thing about how uh, school choice would work is it essentially would set up a market for education. And so everybody doesn't have to be an expert in every subject to know what they want to get for their kids. So if you think about it like you're buying a car, I mean... I own a car, and I couldn't fix it. I can barely change the oil in it. I'm okay at putting gas in it, but I sure couldn't put my own together. So I'm not a car expert, but I can easily go to Consumer Reports or Auto Week and go to experts who can tell me, hey, this is what you want in your car. These are the cars that provide it. Here's what you can get for your money. There's no reason that education should be different. Parents can go on their own to experts in education and find out what's best for their kids. It's it's no different in many respects than how it works in higher education, where we go to U.S. News and we, we go and visit campuses and things like that, and we talk to experts to learn what we should be looking for if we are not experts ourselves. But privatized education in America is still perceived by most as a very radical idea. Winning that debate is quite possibly more difficult than winning the fight over creationism versus evolution. Well, I'll try not to be quite so pessimistic because I think the fight over creationism and evolution may never end at the rate we're going um, because you can trace it at least as far back as 1925 in the Scopes Monkey Trial, and we haven't seemed to make a whole lot of progress since then, whereas there has been a lot of progress made toward privatizing, if we want to call that education. If you think back to 1990, there were no charter schools, there were no voucher programs, there wasn't a lot of public school choice, few people were homeschooling. You just go ahead now, 16 years, you have over a million kids in charter schools, you have voucher programs in Milwaukee and Ohio and Utah and Florida and in Pennsylvania, either voucher programs or tax credit programs. You have over a million kids being homeschooled. We're making a lot of progress in getting people school choice, but we're still having the same old debate about where human beings came from. This has been Cato Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening.